Hey, welcome to Real Indigenous. This is Angela. Hey, it's Sunrise. Hey, it's uh, Matt Bars. So we wanted to hop on real quick and talk about something that I am super excited about, our programming for Indigenous Peoples Day at First Americans Museum. And we got together and we looked at a bunch of shorts, and I think that we have a great slate of movies picked out. They cover the gamut. I mean, it's different time periods. It's different parts of the continent. It's fiction. It's nonfiction. It's science fiction. It's documentary. It's it's all full of indigenous joy and love, and I think you're going to love it. So, Rose, you want to tell us a little bit about some of these films we have coming out? Yeah, I mean, there are, just very briefly, there are two different programs. There's one program that will um, have more kind of family-friendly material. Uh, so that includes the short film, The Roof, film called Seeds, our, uh, fil- a documentary called Arcoyo, and Indigenous Resistance, another documentary. And then the second program is a little bit more mature and that includes a short film called dues a film called distance and a film called metal belt and it's um, diverse and it's all over the place like what angela mentioned maybe i'll uh talk a little bit about some of the films in the family friendly because well mr bars could probably talk about maybe at least part of the adult program the roof is a really nice uh coming of age story about a two-spirit and it stars the great West Studi as an elder uncle trying to work his way through um, the coming of age of a young um, individual two-spirit who is having difficulty integrating at school and uh, feeling that he's got no place even when he comes to visit. And through this interaction, he learns a lot more about his own family as well as his own identity. And it's got a great powwow sequence at the end and there's great performances and um, it's just very heartfelt and warm it feels like it's a great way to think about how does family contribute to our own life now was this produced or distributed by a giant entertainment company is it yes it is this is yeah this will be at some point released by disney plus and we've been lucky enough to have it play and uh, of course we want to thank them for the working through uh, the circumstance of Disney Plus so that, yeah, that film has been brought to us by Disney and Disney Plus. Yeah. And then there's another coming of age film that will play in that same program called Seeds by Morningstar Angeline and Awa Kapashitsit. And that is basically two young sisters and they come of age and uh, Loretta and Raven are these two young women. They're reflecting on aspects of their own life in relation to parents and maybe parents that are maybe uh, present maybe they could be more present maybe they're not present and and finding a way to handle missing uh, family members through art and in this case like video making it's really playful and it's really fun to see vhs incorporated and feels um, also inspiring uh, to see a young woman making video and becoming a director and it's great to just see some artwork by a director, a couple of directors, two of them. One, Morningstar is on screen a great deal. And then Ahawak is a poet, screenwriter, playwright. And it's good to see them uh, collaborating and making something that feels like we can maybe kind of feel their presence through these two young women also. Yeah, so that's a really fun one. Yeah, it's adorable. And it really brought back a lot of memories from when I was 
that age in that time period with side ponytails and giant video cameras that were so heavy, but, you know, they were the new cool thing. You know, we shot a book report on an old camera like that. Of course, it was brand new at the time, but it was a book report on Grapes of Wrath. So with miniatures and all that. So so it's very <laughs> oh, wow. reminiscent of, yeah. So this film really, really got me in the fields. It's really cute. Yeah. Matt was talking about how he also had some similar relationships to the camera. Oh, which just reminded me of the movies that I made when I was probably that age and kind of using not only what we had around us, but just kind of a lot of imagination too. So yeah, it just got me really got me in the, in the feels just watching those images. Yeah, what else is in this one? Uh, then there are two documentaries. So our Cuyo Maria Martinez, um, it's looking at Pueblo pottery practices. Um, and then it's also linked to a lineage. So those who are not familiar, Maria Martinez uh, is from the San Ildefonso Pueblo. She's got a long lineage related specifically to black on black pottery. So if you're at all familiar with pottery or any kind of native art from, you know, the early part and the mid part of the 20th century, you're probably come into contact with this particular art form and in this particular artist's work very likely um and so we just see how that translates in a procedure today of people of that lineage and then we hear about its meaning in relation to family i really loved how they combine like contemporary with films from the past and images of her and smiling and creating and kind of compared it to smiling and creating now and showing that that link between times and I've always seen that pottery and have admired it because it's incredibly beautiful and to see how it even came into being and then to see it be creative was was really cool yeah and it's really nice to hear also kind of like the details of like how there are other versions of this kind of artwork and uh there's sort of maybe family secrets I guess that are sort of revealed to us but yeah, that's also like very inspiring. It made me want to like go out and do some 3D art of some sort. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it is nice that it's like these movies that you're talking about. There's clearly contrasting sort of like anthropological maybe footage that's contrasted with something that's more personal. And the fact that the relationship between the maker and the people within the image and the community are responding in a very different way than sort of like analysis it's you know it's that's really nice to see yeah just watching the credits it was like great 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 <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely family affair yeah and angela knows a little bit about the the last film in that whole program indigenous resistance now and then yeah it's from my neck of the woods it's a uh... A look at the Alaskan tribes, the Alaska Native Claims Act, Claims Settlement Act, and kind of the genesis of the whole re-education schools that proliferated across the the nation. And now it's, but then it turns the whole thing on its ear and talks about how language reclamation is coming in and everything. And it's, it's really a great, hopeful look at how resilient we are. The filmmaker is Joe What's-His-Day-E. He's Haida or Haida, 
and uh, he's pretty well known. He's worked Discovery Channel and all of these other channels. Yeah. So PBS, yeah, yeah, CBC, yeah. So they're yeah. they're a little further south than my my people, but have been affected by all of the same laws and all that fun right. stuff that they right. try to do us. So yeah, all, it's not yeah. like at that part of the world that we we in Oklahoma don't very often see. Um, yeah, definitely the fact that there's more maybe water and fish and northern elements in the artwork. Um, but yeah, this is reminds me a little bit of um, the fact that there are the, both these documentaries have footage of the past and of the present. Obviously, there's interviews and it's addressing family in different ways and thinking about the missing elements of family and different forced circumstances as a result of settlement, uh, but also boarding schools. So it, it gets more mature. I would say by the end of the documentary and maybe even the, by the end of that program, Mm -hmm. but important to hear and important to think about and to make sure that we also include our, our Northern cousins. That's program one. Program two has the short films, dues, distance, metal belt. Is that it? Yeah. Just those three films. And they're a little bit more. Matt, you want to talk a little bit about this program? Yeah, I can tell you um, for Distance, uh, that's a short film that I wrote and directed. Um, it started out as a college as a college project and then grew beyond that. I wrote it in screenwriting and then I graduated and then I continued my studies in a directing course and it came, it came time to shoot a film. So I had this script ready and I wasn't crazy about it mainly because it it deals with the pandemic it deals with a pandemic not necessarily the pandemic that happened um recently so i didn't think anybody wanted to see anything like that but then i had discussions with several people and my um cinematographer talked about shot compositions and uh things that was were interesting to him and then got talking to other actors that became involved in it and it grew into a mini production and so yeah it deals with the um deals with a pandemic uh, a little more supernatural in nature and how people deal with it and react to it and there's this couple who kind of base their decisions on tarot card readings that was kind of interesting to all of us to kind of explore that and yeah there's other like i said other supernatural things that i don't want to give away but but things happen things happen (laughs) Yeah, I like to do. But then there's also <laughs> you're being modest uh, uh, about maybe the, the sort of illusions to film. Oh, no. Like. There's your, there's your um, internet again. There's my internet. Yeah. Being yeah. modest about. Yeah, being modest about the style. There's a, there's a certain flair because it's a genre movie, but then also there's like a lot of illusions to film history. So if you like cinema uh, on top of you know, all of the genre elements, I feel like uh, you're going to get a lot out of it. And it makes you think. I mean, it's creepy. And it makes you think. Make, I mean, it's really engaging. Yeah, it does make you think. And, mm-hmm. and and those people in relationships probably will put themselves in the shoes of these two characters that we're seeing. You know? Yeah, that, that was kind of the idea. Well, thanks. I haven't had a chance to see all of Dues. Oh, yeah. Which, well, Dues, yeah. And it's a, it's a documentary. And it's by Windy City Navajo, who is Michael Begay. He also worked on Pichon Bread's short that showed at Sundance. 
you know, he was telling me when I interviewed him during Dead Center, he was telling me about how he had heard about Bobby Dews doing his graffiti art. And then he was he spent like the whole semester trying to find him and catch him doing it. And then finally one night he did. And this was kind of that culmination. Like I said, I I wasn't able to see the whole thing, but I mean, just the trailer alone, you're, you know, you look at at Bobby Wilson and you think, oh, he's a funny guy. You know, he's talented. Da, 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 da. Yeah, he's pretty cool. But then when you find out like his origin story and all of the things that he's overcome, you're just, it's really inspirational. Yeah, absolutely. And again, it's like about art making. I feel like, you know, thematically throughout all these, there's some inspiration about art. Yes, it's very inspiring. I wouldn't suggest anybody go out and tag a bunch of buildings in Oklahoma City, you know, without permission. But it's definitely, I think Michael Begay is also a graffiti artist. So it's it's cool to see this more contemporary form of art being used. Yeah, I was just going to say thematically, there's the capturing of Bobby by Michael's camera and he's out searching for him. But also there's like a moment of intersection between like the authorities and these two that are possibly, you know, being chastised for the kind of artwork that they're making, both like spray paint and then like this indie video documentary. Yeah, it's very indie felt feeling. It feels very indie, which is very contrasting to our third short in this, which is Metal Belt by Black Horse Low. Everybody will be familiar with Black Horse Low because he's been working on Reservation Dogs. He's been working on Big Sky and all a whole bunch of stuff. He's a busy guy. And now, now he's taking time to make this short about a Navajo slave back when the Spanish lived in that whole territory. So we're going to jump back in time. And it's, see, okay, everybody keeps saying peyote western. I don't know what peyote western means. I mean, it's a peyote western as a genre. He's trying to define a genre by contrast to like the acid western. He's indigenizing a certain genre that was sort of like, you know, grindhouse cinema of the 1970s and, and also spiritualizing it a little bit. It's not just like changing from one substance to another that's indigenous, but the way it's utilized. And that's related to the story, I think. There's a spiritual awakening coming of age in terms of one's spirituality in relation to harsh times. I really like the end of it. I won't give it away, but that last shot, I was like, oh, oh, that's so, yeah, that's lovely. Yeah. It's really yeah. lovely. It's also nice that we're like taken to a time period that we rarely ever see depicted. And and it's of, you know, uh, there are still colonizers, but not English speaking ones. And that's really nice to see. Yeah. So it's 1861, you know, we're encountering the idea of slaves and slavery, which is something that we also kind of don't see depicted. So there's a lot of like new things that are happening in this particular film. Yeah. So we really enjoyed being able to choose these films to show during Indigenous Peoples Day. And we hope that you'll take the time during the days at some point to drop into the Five Moons Theater and check them out. They'll be running in two different blocks throughout the day. And happy Indigenous Peoples Day. 